that Siller Foundation is never going to be a group that I denounce, which is more than I can say for the following. The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciation. I must denounce in the most vociferous terms Delta. Delta is making changes to who can access the Sky Club. I love the Sky Club. When I was flying back from Atlanta and they just canceled my flight and I had to wait around for standby flight after standby flight, the only thing that sustained me was spending time in the Delta Sky Club. I love it. I was able to relax, have a couple of drinks, get some work done, have a nice lunch. And the only reason that I was able to do it is because of my American Express Platinum card. This is pretty much the only reason I have an American Express Platinum card, so that I can get access to the airport lounges, including the Delta Sky Club. Well, now, Delta Airlines said they're making big changes to their Sky Miles program, and they are now going to be restricting access to its Sky Club airport lounges. Pent-up demand has been driving travelers to all these frequent flyer programs and rewards credit cards. But airlines have been making it harder to cash in on these popular perks. And so now Delta announced that starting January 1st, I will no longer be able to qualify if I have the American Express Platinum Card. And this is a real bummer. Um... I am no longer going to be eligible for this Sky Club access. Then it gets worse. Starting February 1st, 2025, Delta Sky Miles Reserve and Reserve Business American Express card members, they're going to receive only 10 uh, 10 club visits per program year. You know, I don't have plans to fly anywhere for the next, you know, for the rest of the year. But I almost want to plan a trip now just so I could use my platinum card to get access to the um, to the Delta Sky Club. This is a real bummer. I hate this. Um, the free lounge access to Delta Sky Clubs is really the biggest selling feature for American Express to justify a high annual fee to, um, you know, to card members like me. I, I'm being very sincere here. I don't know if I'm going to continue to pay for the American Express Platinum card if I can't even access the Sky Club. What's the point? What am I paying for? Uh, Delta, I do denounce you. I must also denounce two former East Cleveland, Ohio police officers who have pleaded guilty to pulling motorists over and then robbing them. Willie Sims and Alonzo Cole stole, by their own admission, nearly $15,000 from six victims. I hate stories like this. Well, I mean, I like it in that these people are going to be punished, but I hate stories like this in that it gives all police officers a bad name when this is a minuscule fraction of the kind of people that serve as police officers. So, Willie Sims and Alonzo Cole, I do denounce you. I must also denounce a sweetener of the artificial variety 
that uh, that gets really a bad rap. I mean, the more we hear about them, it seems like they're always in the news for something negative. I want to denounce Aspartame. Researchers from Florida State University have found that mice who consumed a fraction of the recommended amount of Aspartame had differences in their cognitive performance. This artificial sweetener, Aspartame, or Aspartame, um, it apparently could have an effect on your cognition, especially when compared to those who drank regular water. More worrying is that the rodents appeared to pass on these cognitive deficits to their pups. Think about that. These mice are uh, consuming aspartame, and not only does it screw up their memory and their learning ability, they pass on these deficiencies to their progeny. I mean, it's a good thing Matt Blaze doesn't have any children. He's drinking that Coke Zero every day. It's loaded with aspartame. Aspartame, I do denounce you. I must also denounce John Fetterman. You know, I was all set to denounce Chuck Schumer for doing away with the Senate dress code, which I think is a big mistake, but every show in the world has already talked about it, so I don't know that I need to issue a formal denunciation. But I want to denounce John Fetterman because four days after he tweeted that he was dry, he's the senator from Pennsylvania that wants to wear a sweatsuit and looks like he's going to the gym. I mean, I don't understand why the guy can't put on a jacket and a tie. But four days after Fetterman tweeted he was driving to Michigan to join the UAW workers on the picket line, which I think is great, and two days after Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer eased the Senate dress code so that he could wear these hoodies and gym clothes, Fetterman issued a vulgar post on the social media platform X, formerly Twitter, in response to a news story about upending norms. Um, you know, obviously we know Lauren Boebert got caught being groped and groping her date at the uh, Beetlejuice musical. So in response to the outrage over John Fetterman and doing away with this dress code, this is what Fetterman tweeted. I figure if I take up vaping and grab the hog during a live musical, they'll make me a folk hero. So this is the the kind of thing that you would think would come from a satirical account. And sure enough, this was indeed from John Fetterman's account. And, you know, you can check what the word hog means in this tweet. And... This is really just terrible. I mean, it's bad enough that the guy can't be bothered to wear a suit and tie on the floor of the Senate. But this is really how senators are speaking publicly, not in private, but publicly. I think this is really beneath the dignity of the U.S. Senate. I think if you're a senator, you should want to carry yourself through with a certain amount of respect and to be making uh, references to grabbing your private parts, even if you're trying to illustrate what people in the opposing political party does, I think it all serves to just lower the bar 
significantly. And but this goes on in both parties. Donald Trump has said and done a lot of things that I find really reprehensible. But uh, I don't think senators should be speaking this way publicly. I really think it's disgusting. So, John Fetterman, I do denounce you. I must also denounce this Bronx daycare center where a one-year-old boy fell ill and uh, later died and several other children got sick as well because apparently there were there was all sorts of fentanyl in this daycare center and uh, two of the people involved in this daycare center have been hit with federal charges and I just I don't know how these people can live with themselves this daycare center Davino Nino saw four children fall ill and one child died after they were exposed to fentanyl. Um, I mean, I don't know. I understand addiction and I understand wanting to deal drugs for profit. What, what I can understand is being so greedy and so into dealing drugs that you're going to have drugs, hard drugs, f- fatal drugs like fentanyl around children. I just can't understand this. To me, that's not poor judgment. That's evil. I think if you're going to keep fentanyl in the reach of little kids like this that you know are going to touch it and put it in their mouth and stuff like that, you are an evil human being. Not only do these people deserve to go to prison, uh, but they deserve to go to hell. Gray Mendez and Carlisto Acevedo Brito, along with anyone else who... Uh, had a role in distributing or housing fentanyl at this Bronx daycare center. Uh, I not only denounce you, but I find you totally and completely reprehensible. I also want to denounce Chad Michael Busto, a longtime celebrity stalker. Uh, his specialty was kind of being Drew Barrymore's stalker. He has been arrested again, this time during New York Fashion Week, after barging into a dressing room and demanding to see Emma Watson. Court documents accuse Busto of entering a room with models and makeup artists preparing for a show at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. I want to marry Emma Watson. Let me speak to Emma Watson. Let me take a photo with Emma Watson. Uh, This fellow is in serious need of psychological help, and until he gets it, I do denounce him. I must also denounce Exxon. Uh, Exxon is doing, or has been doing, the climate two-step. Executives privately sought to downplay the link between fossil fuels and climate change despite public pronouncements. This according to the Wall Street Journal. You see, in public, ExxonMobil publicly accepted that the climate crisis posed risks. That was their position from 2006 on, led by their former CEO, Rex Tillerson, who obviously then went on to become the Secretary of State. But behind closed doors, the company behaved totally differently. In 2008, Exxon pledged to stop funding climate denier groups... But that very same year, company leadership said it would support the company in directing a scientist 
to help the nation's top oil and gas lobbying group write a paper about the uncertainty of measuring greenhouse gas emissions. They did a whole climate two-step. They were holding out to the world that they bought into climate change being caused by man-made by fossil fuels. And behind the closed doors, they were doing everything they could to subvert that. They were publicly saying they're not funding climate denier groups. Privately, they're doing just that. Now, if you want to fund climate denier groups, then own it. Own it. Say it. Um, I want to denounce New Hampshire. New Hampshire is the worst state for teachers in the United States. And finally... I want to denounce New York Times columnist David Brooks. This is a real piece of work. So David Brooks, um, he tweeted, he was at an airport, probably couldn't get into the Sky Lounge because he is a uh, an American Express platinum card holder. But he tweets out an airport meal costing $78. Now, if you're going to do that and make a big deal, first of all, David Brooks, I'm sure, is a millionaire. But if you're going to do that and make a big deal about how expensive airport food is, you know what you should do? You should disclose that the meal was only $17 and the rest was your bar tab. I mean, here's a guy, a columnist for The New York Times, a former reporter for The Wall Street Journal, the elite of elites. And one would assume with that sort of resume, he's visited an airport and ordered food before. But apparently at 62 years old, he had his first airport experience just this week because anybody that's ever dined at an airport or drank at an airport, you know, the drinks are expensive. That's where they make their money. If you want to get drinks at an airport, get drinks. You're going to have to pay for it. Don't whine about how expensive the drinks are and then claim that that's representative of how expensive airport food is. Your meal was $17. And by the way, you know, you clearly seeing he's not a fan of vegetables because he left, you know, all his vegetables on the plate there. Um, and quite a fan of hefty pours of scotch, man after my own heart. But I'm not complaining about the price on Twitter at an airport. Now, if they didn't tell him it cost that much, as has happened to me before, that's one thing. But if they disclose the price and then you're going to go and whine about it, what are you whining about?